0: We're back. I know it's been a while, but we're back. It's season two, episode three of Around the Wire. The guys are back. It's game day. It's the first time in my life I can ever say it's a Browns playoff game day. We have a special episode coming for you today. We're talking playoffs. We're talking Indians. Or am I allowed to say that anymore? I don't even know. We're talking a little bit of Cavs. And, of course, we're previewing those Buckeyes tomorrow night. National championship game against Alabama. A lot to get into uh, today. How you guys doing? I'm excited. So I'm tired, but excited. Can't be tired. It's game day. <laughs> the big game day. We are going to go on the road. And we're going to beat Pittsburgh in Pittsburgh for the first time since 2003. I, I think we can do it.
1: Then we're going to go to Kansas City next week. <laughs> oh, hey, <laughs>
0: hey, control the clock, control the clock. Yeah, that works. Keep Mahomes on the sideline. One game at a time, though. Let's beat Pittsburgh tonight. We can do it. I think if there was a, one of the, four, four, the top four seeds that I'd want to play, I'd take Pittsburgh. Me, personally. I don't know about you guys, but that's what I would say. Probably. Anyway. Yesterday, it was Saturday. For those of you who don't know your days of the week, yesterday was Saturday. And a lot went on yesterday, uh, not even NFL-related. Ohio State basketball picked up a win over Rutgers on the road at the rack. Um, it's college basketball day. And then, of course, our NFL games yesterday started off with the Bills and Colts, a great, great game to start off the weekend. Buffalo picking up a hard-earned three-point win. Colts have fought hard. Referees fought hard against Buffalo. and uh, But Buffalo pulled it out, and they're going to go on and face – most likely, uh, well, they're going to face the higher of the, the seeds remaining. So, example of Pittsburgh and Tennessee win. Pittsburgh would play Buffalo. Tennessee would play Kansas City. Um, uh, Josh Allen looked really good yesterday. I know maybe stat-wise it wasn't his best game ever, but he's accurate with the football. He, he looks like, I, I told Justin this yesterday, I think he looks like a young Ben Roethlisberger, but even more athletic It has better legs. And uh, I think playing like a future Hall of Fame quarterback that early shows he has a lot of potential to be really, really good in this league. Uh, you guys, anything on the on the Buffalo Bills? They look like a really good football team this year.
1: Yeah. Um, I'm with you on what you said about Josh Allen. He had a, a great game. You could tell um, he felt more comfortable last year. He had some struggles in that playoff game against Houston. Uh, He still looked like a young quarterback in that game, but he um, he was making plays. He was rolling out of the pocket. He completed a bunch of passes that were, you know, he was running almost out of bounds and thrown across his body, which is something that usually doesn't work, but he was completing them. But yeah, he had a really good game. Uh, You would still like the run game to be a little better for Buffalo, but I will give credit to the way the Colts played yesterday. Um, They fed the ball to Jonathan Taylor. Phil Rivers was slinging it around. It could have been his last game yesterday. He he played it really well, to be honest. And uh, they made a really close game, and it came down to a Hail Mary at the end of the game. But that was a, a great start to the wild card weekend.
0: Yeah, anything on you,
2: Chad? Um.
1: No, Josh, Josh Allen, of course.
2: His growth throughout the season and throughout these seasons has been incredible. Uh the part that worries me with the Bills is the defense. I mean, I I watched parts of the game, and um, it seemed like they couldn't stop the Colts offense. And I understand the Colts, the Colts are a good team, um, clearly because they were in the playoffs. But, uh, they, Colts, I don't know, they repeatedly stayed on the field on third downs. Like they were, I think, I think they, I kind of like nine, nine, nine third down conversions in the game. Um, it was just. Something that the Bills, of course, need to work on, including their running running game. I don't understand; they don't have a running back. But um, I don't know. Other than that, I mean, I think their offense, like they like shown yesterday, their offense can carry them to wins. But as far as when you go down to play more and better teams than the Colts, I mean, you're going to face trouble if you don't have that defense. So, um, just some to some to ponder on, I guess.
0: I mean, give credit to the Colts; they controlled the clock. They won the time of possession battle in that run game after a while, any, any defense, if you continuously run the football on a defense, it'll eventually you'll break off some big runs. And you saw that in that fourth quarter, Buffalo, they took like a, what was like a 12 point lead or whatnot. And, and Indy would have those quick drives with the big runs and kept them in the game, gave them a shot at the end. And then Phillip Rivers decided to hit, was it L three or R three on a PlayStation controller when throwing the ball away? I, I don't know. R three. R three. Yeah, and, uh, made some really I I will say that final drive those last few plays I I mean you got to give at least your receiver a chance to get closer and Rivers was just really thrown away I understand you want to save clock but at the same time you want to try and give your kicker a shot but uh you know Colts just fell short I think they should have kicked a field goal earlier on I think in that second quarter they had a chance to kick a field goal but they rolled the dice didn't pan out um I think they left five points on the board and they lost by three. So you can blame it on what you want, but.
2: Big, big, I'm giving a lot of credit to the Phil Rivers this year. And, the, and like you said to the Colts all season, though, um, to a team coming in that they did lose Andrew Luck, of course, and a team that we were, I was a little wary on, and I was wondering like how good they were going to be a season, but. Oh, Phil Rivers really stepped in and, and he, he led the team. He led the coach. So yeah, props to him for sure.
0: Yeah. And if this was his final game, I, I, I know he's never won a Super Bowl. He's never won an MVP, but I, I could see him making the hall of fame because he's a leader. He has, you know, stats that are, I don't know exact stats off the top of my head, but I think he's, he's in some of the upper echelons in terms of the numbers of hall of fame type quarterbacks and uh Fearless leaders played for a long time and uh, I would put him in my hall of fame if I was, if I had the chance to vote. So um, props to him. If this was his final game, uh, he, the rivers family tree can continue on though. I mean, I don't know how many kids he has now, but there's gotta be bound to be a quarterback coming out of that family sometime. So I don't think you'll see the last of the rivers in the NFL. Maybe so. Uh, next game, Rams and Seahawks, a game that I didn't expect the Rams to really, I, I think the score doesn't really show. I think they pretty, they almost dominated the game. And they, John Wolford, unfortunately, got hurt for them in that first quarter. But Jared Goff came in and despite having a, a surgically repaired thumb 12 days ago, was able to come in. And though he didn't uh, amaze you in the stats and, and maybe at, on the field at times, he was gutsy. He made some critical throws at times. And the Rams played... Really, really good defense on Russell Wilson, who at times isn't an MVP caliber player. Uh, so the Rams they move on. Uh, anything on the Rams and Seahawks?
1: Yeah, it was uh unfortunate to see John Wolford go down right at the beginning of the game. Uh, thoughts and prayers to him. He looks like he suffered a pretty bad neck injury, had to be taken to the hospital. But as you said, Jared Goff came in, uh, not nothing that jumped off the, the stat sheet, but. It was an admirable performance. It showed toughness, grit. And, uh, yeah, you're exactly right about the defense of the Rams. And uh, they really gave Russell Wilson a, a tough time. He didn't look very good at all until late in the game, until it was uh, pretty much over at that point through a touchdown DK Metcalf and garbage time. But, uh, yeah, that's about it on that one.
2: Yeah, it was all Jalen Ramsey for me. Um lockdown. D.K. Metcalf, who arguably is their best receiver on the outside. Um, I don't think we, it's arguably. Had, huh?
0: I don't think it's arguably. You have Tyler Lockett.
2: We we, he, he's a good receiver, but you have Tyler Lockett, too, as well, as, who's a solid receiver. The, and they do different better. things. I mean, okay. Well, like, anyway. Um, yeah, Jalen Ramsey, of course. And I think I think a lot of credit. I understand Jared Goff and, and the Rams offense played well, but I think a lot of credit goes to their defense and Jalen Ramsey for – um, you know, shutting down their best receiver. And Ramsey has, received, has gotten a lot of hate throughout the years um, for being a corner. But, but, I mean, he showed that he's a top top three corner in the NFL uh, once again. And if he can do that continuing on through the playoffs, I mean, teams are going to have struggles. And the Seahawks came out this season uh, with Russell Wilson being an, uh, the leader for the MVP candidate. And they're often seeming to be probably the second, second or third best in the league. And um, they showed when you play a good defense like that, uh, you're going to have troubles. So, yeah, it was a good game though.
0: And I don't think there's a lineman in the NFL who can block Aaron Donald consistently. Uh, he's the best player. I think he's the best defensive player in the league. Um, I don't know if there's any discrepancies on that. But I just think he's the most purely dominant defensive player, can take over a game by himself as a defensive tackle. You know, it's one thing to be a pass rusher like, you know, Miles and TJ Watt and those kind of guys. But when you can dominate a game as a defensive tackle, run game, rush in the pass or do everything, even defend passes at times, the man's just purely an an animal. And he could possibly go down as one of the greatest defensive players ever. I know that's maybe a bold take, but he is really something. Um, And for being somewhat undersized as well. You know, he just, he's a beast well that whoever the Rams play next I think probably the Packers I think, I think unless the, the Bears win unless the Bears win which we'll get to that I don't think they will but uh look it looks like right now it'll be the Packers and never know uh then the nightcap last night Bucks and Washington are I always Justin and I said this. It, it always looks like WTF but it's WFT when Adam Schefter tweets it out yeah um <laughs> Played the Washington football team, and and my new favorite player Taylor Heineke. Uh, Taylor Heineke, I will say, as a third string quarterback playing against Tom Brady, they were complete. They were not the better team, but Taylor Heineke put up the the bravest, greatest performance out of a third string quarterback I've seen in a long time. Gave him a shot till the very end, but obviously Brady and the Bucks too much firepower, and uh, it will be. Very interesting, I would say, because Taylor Heineke. I think maybe it's too bold to say after one game, but would it be stupid for a team that needs a quarterback like the Jets, maybe? Or, uh, I don't know, a, a look at Taylor Heineke and say, hey, maybe we can use maybe even Washington themselves. You never know. But uh, overall thoughts on the game last night, Bucks and WFT.
1: Yeah definitely was not expecting a a quarterback duel between Tom Brady and Taylor Heineke, but you know, that's, that's what happened. But yeah, you're right about uh, he definitely with that performance uh, showed a lot of things and I think played himself into a job somewhere as at least as a backup. Um, We'll see where that is. Maybe it's the football team. Maybe they'll, uh, I don't know how much more Alex Smith has left, but Um, yeah you're right about that game and the the takeaway for me was how well obviously how well Tom Brady played last night but um, they were able to run the ball well down the stretch with Leonard Fournette Um, and they were without LaShawn McCoy but uh, they did run the ball well what
0: (laughs) no they they didn't really have Ronald Jones yesterday that's the guy Sean McCoy is an old washed up one running back who Gets it was available carries. for emergency carries
1: to catch the ball out of the backfield. No, they were probably run, one running back busted. last night. That Vaughn guy fumbled and he was benched after that, but anyway. Uh, and uh, despite Chris Godwin having uh hands of bricks yesterday, I don't know, he could not catch the ball, still able to get, get the job done. And they're gonna play who next week? Um,
0: uh, if probably the Saints is my guess.
1: Brady versus Breeze next week.
0: Again, I, I wanted to see Brady and Rogers in the playoff game, but Brady and Breeze no no issue there. If that's what happens.
1: You, may, you might know, see both.
0: You, we could see Goff versus Brady if the Bears would win. Never know. Uh, but uh, Chad, anything on that game last night? I don't know if you watched it or uh, not.
2: No, I didn't get to watch it. I don't really got nothing.
0: Overall, though, I think Washington, despite the record, they play hard. They're gutsy. Their defensive line is actually very good. Chase Young is going to be a beast in this league for years to come. Deron Payne made plays. Montez Sweat got in the backfield. They have a really good defensive line. They can improve maybe in that back end of that defense a little bit more, and find a franchise quarterback, not just a fill-in quarterback. That team can, in that such a crappy division, can be the the top of that NFC East every year. So, um, very very gutsy performance, I'd say. They were. They were not the better team, but they gave it everything they had. And that's just the story of Washington this year with their coach and now their their performance all year. So, and of course, Alex Smith, who I think we can all agree, is comeback player of the year. I mean, the man literally almost lost his leg and uh, was Joe Theismann 2.0, but was able to work and get back onto the field. And the fact that he was even able to take a snap against, remarkable. So, uh, good for him. Good for Washington making the playoffs, getting a sniff of it but uh Tampa Bay was a better team obviously it's Brady I mean who's going to beat Brady in the playoffs other than Nick Foles so so now we get to today today's games and Justin and I for the first game of today we have a little bit of a, a bet going on five dollar bet don't worry I know we're maybe not old enough to gamble oops sorry Vegas or government whoever's listening but um We have the Ravens and Titans today. Lamar Jackson taking on Derrick Henry battle of running backs. And I am taking the the, right now. The line is uh, Baltimore, I believe is favored by three. Is that the line, Justin? That's correct. Okay. So Justin is taking Tennessee and the points and I'm taking Baltimore straight up. I think Baltimore is going to win by more than three points today. My prediction, I think they're going to win by about eight to 10 points. I think they're a better team than Tennessee. Uh, but preview of the, the Ravens Titans game, Justin. What is the X factor you think out of any out of both teams? What's the one X factor in the game that's going to decide who wins?
1: Um, whichever defense stops the other team's run game. You Want yeah. me to keep going and expand with that, or?
0: Well, sure. I I would say this: Tennessee's defense is horrible. They are horrible, and they're actually statistically one of the worst playoff defenses in the past decade. And so. You know, with the Tennessee Titans, I get it. Derrick Henry, he's he's like a Greek god at running back. I get it, but that's the only running attack they really have. If you can neutralize that, you can t- neutralize the Titans. And I think you saw it with the Browns game. I understand Ryan Tannehill passed well, but our, our secondary is awful. So, um, but with Baltimore, they can run. They can hit you in so many different ways. Lamar Jackson's legs in the pass game—you have to respect him running the ball. You have to respect J.K. Dobbins. He's been red hot. Gus Edwards can get you around the goal line. And even, I don't know if he's playing much anymore, but even a guy like Mark Ingram, a veteran running back who's been in the playoffs before, understands, you know, he's a good running back. You know, they have so many different ways they can beat you. Um, and so, Tennessee, I just don't see how they can keep Lamar Jackson down. You know, they may get stopping once in a while, but it's just like the Browns. You know, How, how can you really stop him? And so, you know, I just think that there's gonna to be too much firepower on Baltimore's side. If they Baltimore jumps out to an early lead, I think this game could get ugly. I know that's a bold take. But uh I just think Baltimore's just got more talent on offense than Tennessee does. And at the end of the day, Baltimore's a more complete team than Tennessee. But I could be wrong. Chad, you got anything?
2: Yeah, I don't I don't really see a way. There's a slim chance, but I don't really see a way where Tennessee can come out of this game and, and beat Baltimore. Um given the fact that I understand Tennessee has, are, in my opinion, their best running back in the NFL. Um, however, it's kind of like the same way with with which you guys are gonna you guys are gonna get on me about this. It's kind of like the same way with today with like the Cowboys, for example. All year the Cowboys have had one catalyst, and then the rest of their team is subpar, right? I'm not saying this about Tennessee. However, the focus today for the Ravens will be stopping the run. When you have a guy like that in the backfield you have to find ways to contain him. And Tannehill's a good quarterback, and he showed it this year. And he has weapons outside in Corey Davis and A.J. Brown. However, you're going up against a team who's arguably a top-five defense in the NFL. Um, you have Marcus Peters and uh, on the outside as well. I mean, their secondaries, their secondaries load. And I don't see a way where Tennessee can hold them on offense, nevertheless hold them on defense. Like Steve said, I mean – they are statistically one of the worst defenses in the NFL. I don't, I, unless a miracle pulls off and, you know, Derrick Henry really, really shows off today. I don't, I don't see a way where Tennessee can, can beat Baltimore, but.
0: it really Baltimore had Tennessee beat in the regular season, but it just took a superhuman effort by AJ Brown to give him a lead in the final two minutes of that game. And so you know, I think Baltimore is ready to go. They've been playing red-hot football ever since they played the Browns, ever since Lamar had to go take a shit in the middle of the game. You know, uh, they, they've, they've really turned their season around. They got the guys back from the COVID list. And uh, I think Baltimore, along with Buffalo, are the two hottest teams in the NFL right now. Tennessee, they're good. I Granted, they have weapons, but I just don't think they can, for 60 minutes in a playoff game, I get it, they're at home. I just think Baltimore is going to win by more than three – by more than three, I say about eight to 10 points. I know, Justin, you're really fired up about the Titans. We'll see who wins that $5 bet. The next game in a game that I don't know, I'm still debating on what channel I want to watch it on, whether it's going to be on CBS, the classic broadcast, or maybe I want to turn on bringing back my childhood memories and turn on Nickelodeon and watch the SpongeBob Pants pregame show with Von Miller, uh, the Bears and Saints are going at it later on in the Superdome. Drew Brees, his final season most likely, uh, taking on a Bears team that's been playing good football. Um, But I think some Bears fans are upset that they're playing good because I don't think some Bears fans want Mitchell Trubisky anymore. But if he makes the playoffs, how can you deny him being your quarterback again? So uh, your predictions on the Saints and Bears, I think the Saints are going to win by 10 points. I don't know about you guys.
1: Yeah, probably uh, somewhere around there. I know it was – it was – close game earlier in the year with Nick Foles at quarterback, but uh, I agree. You get Alvin Kamara back for the Saints. uh, The spread is nine right now. I think they'll probably cover.
2: Yeah, I was saying something with you guys. No reason. Just I think they're a better team, so.
0: And, you know, Michael Thomas back on the field. I don't think he was available when they played the Bears the first time. You know, Kamara's maybe the hottest running back in the NFL right now other than Derrick Henry and uh, Drew Brees doesn't need to be amazing, just needs to be a good game manager, and that's what he is right now. So I think, I just hope New Orleans can get over the hump of first-round exits, you know, but uh, I think they will. I think the Bears just don't, they have good defense. Granted, Chicago's got a good defense, but I just don't think they can do it for 60 minutes. I I got the, the Saints covering the spread. And then, of course, the nightcap, the nightcap. I was seven months old. Justin was nine months old. Chad, your your birthday's right before mine. Day right before, so yep. seven months. We were children. We didn't know how to speak yet. The last time the we were babies. Sorry, not children. We were babies. Didn't know how to speak. And the last time the Browns were in the playoffs, and uh, maybe who knows what will happen? Maybe the Browns will go out there and shock the world with a limited roster, with no head coach, no normal head coach, uh, or maybe we'll be just a bunch of nameless gray faces according to Juju Smith-Schuster, Mr. TikTok, tock Mr. Dumbass himself. I will oh, stop with the Corvette, Corvette. No. Um, you guys, how are you feeling about this game today? It's a huge game. Uh, divisional rival in the playoffs, on the road. Can the Browns pull off the upset tonight?
1: Well, I, I think there's a chance we can. I mean, at this point, our main goal this season was to make the playoffs, right? Yeah. So at this point we got in, when you get into the dance, you got a chance. And at this point we're, we're playing with house money. So uh, no pressure on us, all the pressures on the Steelers at this point, because if they lose to a team with no coach, uh, some of their best players out, I don't know how they'll recover from this, but and it could be big Ben's last game. Uh, you never know, but uh, I'm just excited. I'm just going to take it all in tonight. I think uh, if we can run the ball on them, control the clock a little bit, and then um, keep everything in front of us on the defense. There's, there's definitely a chance we win tonight. Yep.
0: Chad, how are you feeling about the game tonight?
2: I have to be realistic. And people are going to hate this, but I have to be realistic. I can't see a way we win this game tonight. And maybe you guys, maybe you two can persuade me in a different direction. But after watching last week's game, when we played the Steelers at, I would say half health on their defense, Mason Rudolph now it's going to be a bold take but i honestly think that Mason Rudolph is better is a better quarterback for the Steelers than Ben Roethlisberger is right now um given the fact that you know Roethlisberger is getting up there in age and yeah he can make those those 5 to 10 yard passes but you need a guy that can that provides a deep threat and but Roethlisberger can't get it there and i would say Mason Rudolph can so Um, I'm not going to say the quarterback issue was, was another reason why, but like I said, their defense was at half health and we didn't struggle, but we didn't, we didn't play a great game. Right. And, um, I see from this perspective, our secondary was weak all year and we're out, uh, Kevin Johnson and Denzel Ward today. Um, our offensive line took a hit with Joel Petonio, Jack Conklin drove separate to the game or to Pittsburgh tonight. I don't know if he's playing or not. Uh, Malcolm Smith's out. Our linebackers are weak. He's not Malcolm, out.
0: Is it? Malcolm's playing tonight.
2: He's Malcolm's playing tonight. Okay. Um, but other than that, I mean, of course, our head coach is out. But I really just don't see when the the odds against us beating Pittsburgh with uh, Cam Hayward, T.J. Watt, Mar- and then Marquise Ponce on the, on the inside. I don't, I, I don't see how them at full strength compared to us at, at half strength. I think it's the opposite way. Like last, like last week. I mean, the Steelers were at were at half strength, and the Browns were at. I don't know. I wouldn't would I say full strength because we saw had injuries. But um, I think it's opposite today. But go ahead, Steve. Maybe you can. Maybe I can take back what I just said. But I doubt it. I think the one thing you
0: said that's why I believe in them. It's because of the three words you said: beat the odds. The odds are stacked against us. We don't have a shot, according to Vegas. We don't have a good chance at all, according to the people on on the different pregame shows and whatnot. And that's why I think the Browns are going to win, because they find motivation in the the weirdest of ways at times. We've had guys step up. It's been an X-man-up effort all year long. And, uh, you know, we haven't had practice much all week. We're going to be down our head coach. All this, this, this is just trying to make a storybook way story. They're trying to rewrite Cleveland history. Then what better way than to do it on the road against a Pittsburgh team. That's, you know, champions of the AFC North. We're no head coach. We have a no pro bowl guard. We have all these guys out. Denzel's not playing. No Olivier Vernon anymore. I get it, but there's going to be there. The Browns. I just, I have faith because I love them too much. They're going to find a way. Someone like Porter Gustin going to make a huge play. Somebody, BJ Goodson's coming back. Maybe he'll make the big play tonight. Somehow that defense is going to make a huge play sometime in this game, whether it's the first quarter or fourth quarter. And uh, some guy that we, we you know, other than Miles Garrett is maybe Anderson dejo shocks the world and makes the biggest play of his career making a pick six off Ben Roethlisberger on a slant route to Juju Smith-Schuster. He jumps the route and picks out Roethlisberger and sends it all the way back to the end zone and the Browns are going to go to Kansas City next week and we're going to get drilled by the Chiefs. But you know what? It's okay because the Browns are going to beat the Steelers because I have faith as a Browns fan. We've gone through too much crap. We've gone through the 0-16. We've gone through the 1-15. We've gone through Johnny Manziel. We've gone through the crap of Hugh Jackson and Freddie Kitchens. We've gone through too much. We're in the playoffs, so you know what? Damn it. We're going to win the football game tonight. That's why we're going to beat the Steelers, because I have faith as a Browns fan. How
2: you like that, Chad? Yeah, it didn't change my... Pr- you got me pumped you, uh, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> you got me hyped. You got me pumped up for the game tonight, but it's not changing my my realistic... Is that your realistic prediction, Stephen? I. No, no, not, not,
0: pretty- no, hold on, hold on. Look, it's different when you're talking about the team that you, you, you root for and you love. I'll be completely objective here. The Pitts, Pittsburgh has the better healthy team on the field, no doubt. But if the Browns can run the football effectively with Chubb and Hunt, especially Chubb, I want to see Chubb get 20 carries at least. And I think they should. The Browns can compete with anybody if they run the football effectively, you control the clock, you wear down the defense. I mean, think, think about just football in general. When you pass the ball, that's a bunch of technique. That's just a bunch of, you know, timing with routes, you know, you know, just, you know, certain routes trying to outsmart the defense. When you run the football, that's just man on man. That's just be who has better manhood right now. And the Browns have run the football really well this year. And I think if they can do that on the road tonight, that'll send a statement and they can compete and make this a fourth quarter game. And Baker Mayfield in the clutch has shown that he can make some plays at times. And he'll have all his receivers back. He'll, you know, we're not saying he didn't last week, but you know, people's Jones is healthy. No, could Hodge. I'm not concerned about that though. They have plenty of tight ends. Harrison Bryant's going to be subbing in for Hodges kind of role in terms of trying to make some catches. And uh, the Browns have three tight ends. they can throw the ball to along with those three, three, yeah, three or four. How many, well, Landry Higgins, people's Jones, I guess Hodge, but, you get the point. They have eight weapons they can throw the ball to when they're healthy right now. The offensive line, I know they're missing Batonio. I get it. But they still have four other guys in that offensive line who have blocked really well this year. There's going to need somebody to step up tonight, And a tight end can help with the blocking assignments as well. And so I think if the Browns can run the football well, okay, and then on defense, like Justin said, I think before we started the episode, just keep things in front of you. I know it's easier said than done, especially when you don't have Ward and, and Johnson, even though Kevin Johnson's been washed up all year long. Uh, just keep things in front of you. Bend. Don't break. Make them kick field goals instead of scoring touchdowns in the red zone. The Browns can, can can win this game by doing that.
1: Well, and to your point, Chad, that's what I was saying about um, Big Ben and Mason Rudolph. I agree that Mason Rudolph is the better deep ball thrower right now, given that Um, Big Ben's had shoulder issues elbow issues this year um, has needed rest and has not really thrown the deep ball very well at all so um, I agree with what you're saying about that and then to Steve's point yeah make him kick field goals they have a rookie kicker out there that hasn't kicked very much so um, there's a a realistic chance we win this game I don't know it's not out of the question
0: I have faith that's all I'm 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 going to say
1: I'm not
2: a diehard bronze fans like you, so I keep it on a, like you guys, I keep it on a kind of a non-bias. I'm not saying Cleveland's out of this for sure, but like you said, the odds are against them. They have nothing to lose, but I mean, I well, mean I'm, looking know, at, I'm looking at I'm it on paper and I don't see it. But.
0: Well, here, here's the other thing I'll say though, Miles Garrett, I know he's going to be out there and you know, Pittsburgh without Vernon. Now they're going to just double team chip, you know, chip him and, and just try to keep him neutralized. They're going to need somebody else in the defensive line or that front seven in general to step up and make some plays tonight, whether that's Porter Gustin, whether that's Sheldon Richardson, maybe at times Joe Woods gets creative and sends different blitzes, you know, secondary blitzes, linebacker blitzes. He's going to have to somehow bring pressure that's different from what the Browns are used to doing, which is just a four-man pressure because the secondary has been so bad. They need guys to help out in coverage. So they're going to have to take some risk on defense. And you know what? If they can pull them off, the Browns can do it. I really think they can. It's either going to be a firework show where the offenses are just going to go at each other, which I know sounds crazy because Pittsburgh's defense is really good, but it's either going to be like that or it's going to have to be just a sloppy, ugly game and hopefully some breaks go our way.
1: But I think the Browns can do it. Yeah, that's the thing about this game. I We can say all this. I have no clue what's actually going to happen. It's so unpredictable, but – um I, if I had to say, I would think this is going to be a defensive battle, really.
0: Do it. I have faith. But a team now moving on, unless anybody has else, anything else to say about the NFL playoffs in general, Browns, anything, any more? You want to, Justin, you want to go on a rant or something? I mean, join in on the fun?
1: Well, can I just talk about Doug Peterson real quick?
0: Oh, please. We didn't get to talk about that whole mess last week. Please.
1: Go ahead. So, oh, last. This weekend was nearly the perfect sports weekend for me. You got Ohio State, you got the Browns making the playoffs, and one thing was left to cap it off, and that was the ESPN fantasy football final myself. I was in the, the final game, um, and going into that weekend, I knew Josh Allen probably wasn't going to play very much, so I sat him, started Kirk Cousins. He balled out 36 fantasy points, I think 380, four touchdowns. What a beast. And uh, Tyler Lockett played well as well. So it came down to the final game between the Washington football team and the uh, Philadelphia Eagles. And what happened in that game? Well, my opponent uh, had the Washington football team defense. Not a bad one. not Not a bad choice for him. But going into halftime, Jalen Hurts had scored two rushing touchdowns. And I was up by four at that point. So what happens? Doug Peterson pulls Jalen Hurts. Puts in the uh, third stringer Nate Sudfeld. What happens? He throws a pick, gets or sorry, throws a pick, fumbles the football, two sacks. That gives points to my opponent's defense. I lose by one point. Doug Peterson deserves to get fired in my book. He, I mean, besides my fantasy football team, he clearly and obviously tanked that football game for four uh, four positions in the, the draft this year.
0: Is that a bad move though? Take away your fantasy team, just in general. Was that a bad move?
1: Yes, it's a bad move. Owners and GMs tank. Players and coaches are not supposed to tank. Player players never tank. You play to win. Play to win the game. I remember more.
2: I see it from a I see it from your standpoint. It's not a bad move if the GM and owner did it, but for the coach
1: and players to do it, yeah,
2: nothing. Else. And they knew it
1: too. Jalen Hurts was like, "This is so wrong." You can see him on the sideline. Like you want to see what you have with Jalen hurts. He's played well the last few games.
0: Like you don't need to see what you need to see out of Nate Sudfeld. He's just going to be a career backup quarterback. Like there's no, there's no way I will bet my entire life savings that Nate Sudfeld will never be a good starting quarterback in this league. So they need to see what they have out of Jalen hurts. I mean, you haven't, you've only played him for a few weeks. You want to see another, another, you know, showing of him and they just pulled him out. Let Washington win. They let Washington win uh giants fans you know what i will say this: giants fans they can be mad all they want they didn't deserve to make the playoffs they lost they 10 six foot- games they, they won what did they win six or seven? Six. six. okay they won six and ten they didn't deserve to wait make the playoffs this year i'm not saying they can't in the future because i think they have a good football coach but uh this year they didn't deserve to make it i don't know if anybody at seas really deserves to make it but if any team deserved to make it it would have been washington and that's what happened so um yeah, really interesting to see what happens in Philadelphia. Not just Doug Peterson, even though it sounds like he's going to be back, Justin. I know you may not like that, but. Uh,
1: they did say it, he would be back. No, no, his the question. is, quarterback will not be
2: back.
0: Yeah, Carson Wentz. Will, will he, which I don't think it's a matter of who, or not a matter of if, it's a matter of when uh, and who, too. Uh, could it be the Colts? You know, Philip Rivers retires. Frank Reich has background with Carson Wentz, coached him in the Super you know, all the way into the Super Bowl until Nick Fultz had to come in.
1: Yeah, he's got to uh, fix a broken quarterback.
0: Could could he come in and help with the Colts? Could a team like Pittsburgh take him as a backup and say, "Hey, Ben, one more year. Let's have, let Carson Wentz learn from Ben Roethlisberger." I don't know.
1: I'd, I'd, be, su- with that.
2: I'd be surprised if Carson Wentz leaves Philadelphia. I know he said that he wants to. He wanted to trade, but if you look around the league, I don't see a team that wants to take that big of a contract for that mediocre of a quarterback at the moment. He's shown signs of of a good. He's shown signs of being an elite quarterback, and he has. He he has. But to the fact of, I mean, if you put him on a team with no weapons, like the Colts have some weapons, and I could that that's I didn't think about that. That's that's a reasonable a reasonable place to go. But I mean, like you put him on a team like for a backup for the Steelers, like you want you want to pay a like a backup that much money, or if you put him on a team that has no talent on the outside, you're in the same spot as. Where he's at right now, uh, the Eagles don't have any talent on the outside. Um, I think it's just—I think it's just going to be a. I mean, you're you're stuck in quicksand at this point. I, I don't think you're going to see any movement anytime soon. But well, I hope I hope I hope you do though, because I mean, Carson, want, I I want to see him be a better quarterback. And I think part of the reason, other than I mean, right now he's his his talent level right now is is at a plateau. But also, I feel like Philadelphia is not the best place for him. Just like I think that same thing about Sam Darnold. I don't think the Jets are the best place for him. But um. Yeah, that's
0: another thing. Maybe that could be just a topic for future episodes because we'll probably have a draft episode in the future and we'll probably talk some free agency at times. Uh, but, you know, with Carson Wentz, you know, let's say a team doesn't want to trade for him because I can understand that. That's a lot of money you know, that you're trading for. If I'm Philadelphia, the guy doesn't want to play here. I think that he's going to making that obvious. Why would you want to keep his contract? To me, I know it sucks, number two overall pick, you maybe not get, you won't get much for him, but I think the Eagles are willing to, after a while to say, we don't want this contract at all. He's paying, we're giving him way too much money. We're going to have to eat some of the, the signing bonus and whatnot. But um, I, I, I wouldn't be shocked if a team would take a shot at him for just a low end draft pick. You know, okay, Philly, I'll give you a fifth. Maybe a fifth and a sixth and I'll, I'll take Carson Wentz off your hands, and and maybe we can do something with him, you know. But uh, yeah, you're right. It's a lot of money. It's it's really interesting because there's multiple ways you could look at it. But uh, yeah, Carson Wentz was terrible. He's terrible right now. Not saying he can't change, but he's terrible. So sorry about the fantasy loss, Justin. You know, that's uh.
1: Thank you for your condolences. <laughs>
0: If it makes you feel better, I didn't even make the playoffs in my in, in our league, so. Because he drafted
1: uh, Le'Veon Bell.
0: <laughs> I didn't realize that Adam Gate. Well, I, mean, I sh- you know what? I won't make an excuse because that's just I should. I've done that two years in a row. It hasn't worked two years in a row, so we'll make that mistake again. Anyway, we're gonna move on to a team in Cleveland that I don't have much faith in right now, and that is the future Cleveland baseball team, and. Uh, I just calm, calm, calm the Indians. I said future Cleveland baseball team. I, I don't know how people want to perceive them well, being, right now. The, right now they're the Indians. Okay. I'll call them the Indians. You're right. Thank you. And, I, and I've said my pieces before about the name, uh, the Indians traded Lindor and Carlos Carrasco to the New York Mets on third. Was it Thursday? I think it was Thursday. Yeah. Thursday for four prospects or four young players. Maybe I don't know. I think, some of those guys have played in the majors before. Um, and I think this really, that move signif- just signals. It's going to, we're starting a new chapter in, in Cleveland h- baseball history. Um, our, our, our world series hopes are gone. We're starting to get into a rebuild. I wouldn't be shocked if Jose Ramirez has moved, whether it's at the deadline, maybe next year. Um, but you can obviously tell that this team with the lowest payroll, we have a lower payroll for our entire roster than the Angels are paying Mike Trout. So that just shows you how how cheap the Indians are. The Dolans are, yeah, Dolans, yeah,
2: the and worst owners in MLB history.
0: The Dolan family just does not have much much success running franchises. You know, James Dolan, I don't know if they're related or not, but James Dolan running the Knicks and now Paul Dolan. Hey, don't talk
2: back run. about the Knicks this year, though. Knicks are playing. Knicks are playing like a solid playoff team this year. Yeah,
0: so are the Cavs. I mean, and they're both in mean, April. Miss the playoffs. Yeah, just anyway. saying,
2: man. Knicks are playing like a solid basketball team. Anyway, yeah. Um,
0: how did you guys feel, Rich, uh, right off the top, when you heard about Lindor and Carrasco?
1: Well, I've seen everybody just get upset about this. Like, whatever. I I knew this was coming. I think anyone. Uh, paying attention to the, the contract and everything knew that this was coming with Lindor. This is how it works for stars on uh, the Indians. You know, you, once you get to a contract year, they don't want to pay him anymore. And um, I think it was a good move instead of uh, letting him walk next year. Let's actually get something out of him. But um, wasn't expecting Carrasco. I know he's, he's getting up there. He's um, 30, 31 at this point. But um, I think they settled their – losses what steve just we laughing at
0: go ahead I uh, real quick people i i'm trying to lose a little bit of weight okay and so one of the things you have to do is you have to up your water intake and so i have my gallon jug and i'm trying to drink about a gallon of water a day and i got a little thirsty you know and so i was trying not to make too much noise because i just filled up my and so I was just trying to drink water while you were talking. I'm sorry. I know Chad made me laugh, and so he was laughing. Hey, that's a
2: that's a great idea, though. I've been I've been doing I've been drinking a gallon of water. I've been doing that kind of stuff. Hey. I think I'm on a streak like 25 days. Like it, it's it works though.
0: So. I know it does. And I, I for breakfast now I bought on Friday. I bought myself a a, uh, a jar of protein powder. That's my breakfast. A Little protein shake shake and the gallon. Oh, I water. thought
1: you just scoop
2: the
0: powder. Yeah, I just yeah, take. Yeah, just a little
1: in the mouth, (laughs) Um, straight to the muscles.
0: But I do. I, you know, I I felt like I I wanted to lose a little bit of weight, so I'm trying to right now. But uh, that has nothing to do with Cleveland. So go ahead, Justin. Just like the Indians wanted to lose (laughs) their
1: star player. Right.
0: I don't know if they wanted to, but it was inevitable. But keep going. It definitely was inevitable.
1: That's, uh, it's just what I expected. It's what they needed to do. Obviously, uh, this means we're not competing this year. We're going to go into a rebuild. Let's be honest, this year, Maybe if we kept Lindor, we're we're definitely making a playoff push, but I don't know if we're competing for a World Series. So I guess um, ship ship everybody out, start new, compete in a, in a few years. Yeah.
0: Chad, you got anything on Cleveland?
1: Uh, I think the Dolan the
2: Dolans are trying to take out any fan interest in their team whatsoever, year after year. Um. I looked at a graphic on Twitter where it showed that I'm I'm pretty sure you guys are active on Twitter. I'm pretty sure you guys saw it. The 20s showed the 2016 Indians roster when we made the World Series. And it marked off the amount of players that we got rid of since. And there's been three that stayed and there were three, you know, no name players that that don't really do anything. I think that just shows. um, Well, we first of all, we rank we rank in the 20s in fan attendance every year. So from their perspective, they're like, it can't, it really can't get any worse. Like I could see if we're top five or top 10 and, you know, people go to the games and, you know, actually we have talent, which we do, we have talent. We did have talent that was enjoyable to watch, but they see it as an aspect of like, well, what do we have to lose? You know, like we're low in fan attendance, you know, and we're, we've, we've made it. The only time we've made to the far in the world or the world series was in 2016 ever since then. I mean, we've gotten bounced early in the playoffs. I mean, they see from a perspective like that. The Jose, or the, not the Jose, the Francisco indoor thing, like you guys said, was inevitable. Like we knew from the, from the start, you know, he was gone. You might as well get some for him. Um, of course, on paper, this is arguably probably one of the worst trades in franchise history. However, um, I don't know. You got your, you got, I don't know, man. You got your infield set. I mean, you have 22-year-old 20, and 25-year-old that, that come on the team, and they're both top – one's a top prospect. Um, and, you know, as you know, the Indians are are pretty good at talent evaluation and um, bringing guys up. I mean, you're playing with – you guys got like guys like Bo Naylor and stuff like that. I mean, you got guys to bring them up with. I'm, at first, I wouldn't say I'm angry because these guys – what I look at is that these guys haven't even played a game yet. I mean, they haven't touched the field for the Indians – um maybe I go back in this trade in in, in a year and say I mean these guys aren't gonna touch Francisco indoor ceiling in my opinion because the guy's a a insane insane athlete and and a great player the best shortstop in the league but I can't get too mad at guys that haven't played yet and I'm not gonna be one of those people that aren't gonna watch watch Indians. I mean they they got young talent and I, I it's a shame that that fans are like that now. Um, I mean, you get rid of players and they're like, okay, I'm not watching them. Well, give them a chance. Um, so, I don't know. I have mixed emotions, but they're more they're more positive than negative for me. Yeah, well, I mean, when, when it came to
0: the Carrasco aspect, look, I, the guy is a likable guy. You know, he's – he recovered. Did he – did he recover from leukemia or is he still fighting it? I don't even know. Like, pretty like, sure I know he recovered. Okay. But – you know, a lot of fans are saying, like, oh, you know, how dare the Indians trade him. He just got over cancer. You know, well, at the end of the day, it's still business. And in, in the business world, the man, look, the Indians, somehow their farm system just, just keep It's like a, a factory. They just keep bringing out good, solid pitchers. And so, you know, Carrasco, they did the same thing kind of with Kluber, you know, trade him a year before he really starts to fall off. I think Carrasco's not, I mean, look, he may have one more good, really good year in him. And then after that, he's going to start falling off because age, it's just natural. And so Indians got tried to get something for him. Lindor, it was inevitable. I think they should have traded him a year earlier. Could have gotten maybe more out of him. Um, but at the end of the day, it was going to happen. And so now I, I think if the Indians, I would not be shocked if the Indians tried to move Ramirez, because I think you try to get something for him. And then at the end of the day, we're going to have to move Bieber because there's no way we're going to afford him either. It's going to be Garrett Cole 2.0 in terms of the money he's going to want. And so the Indians are not going to be able to afford that. And, and I don't think Bieber would want to play for a team that's going to be now probably at the near the bottom of the division. And so I, I think the Indians, I could see them making just wholesale changes and, and, and move on from Bieber and Ramirez, try to get as much as you can for those two guys and just have a, a fresh start. You know, you're going to have Josh Naylor and left. You're going to have uh, Daniel Johnson and Wright. You'll have in center field what Mercado, maybe Bradley Zimmer if he ever gets healthy again. God knows I hope he does, but I mean you got to make a decision on him too. Third base Yu Chang. You're looking at Jimenez, the guy they got from the Mets at short. The second base, I don't know what you exactly do there. Uh, whether you sign somebody, just a guy in the system. First base, you're looking at Bobby Bradley. You know Roberto Perez at catcher, and then your pitching staff, you're looking at guys like uh, Zach Plisak, Aaron Savalle. Um, I don't know. I mean, they have some young guys. Uh, what's his face? Uh, the guy, Tristan McKenzie, you're looking at him. And so you're just going to have a young team. You're going to have, it's going to take a while. You know, they're going to have to get lucky whether a prospect turns into a star, kind of like Lindor, or they make some trades in the future. I don't know, but uh, it's going to be starting to look like the 2010-2011 Indians, those kind of teams, and, you know, it's unfortunate, but uh, I'm still going to watch them. Like Chad said, I'm not going to just, you know, I think in Cleveland we can all understand that you you love your teams no matter how bad or good because we've definitely seen some bad Cleveland sports teams, but um, I'm not going to turn them off just because we don't have a big name anymore. That's – you're just a fair-weather fan if that's what you're going to do. And so – I'm going to watch them much as I can and
2: hope they win. Hope they do. All right. You know, hope those young guys continue to develop and never know. This is the best in my, for me watching sports and ever since watching sports, this is why I like college basketball so much. This is the best time. The best time to watch your sports team or any sports team is when you got, you're watching them with guys that you don't know. And that's going to sound weird because you like, you're like, well, I like watching guys. I like watching teams that like I know who's playing. Like, oh, I know who that guy is, and I know who that guy is. But college basketball with the one and done rule, it's so much fun watching these guys that you've never heard of before because you get to learn so much from them. Uh, coming in this in this year, I'm a, I'm a Kentucky basketball fan, and uh, BJ Boston came in, and he's a top prospect. But that's all I knew of him. I didn't know how he played. I didn't know how he could shoot. Blah blah blah. Uh, watching the game, you know, you get to watch all these players play, and and really get to see them develop throughout the year. And then, of course, when they hit the NBA draft, I mean, you could say, oh, yeah, I watched him in the NBA or I watched him in college. It's the same thing with baseball and any other sport. Um, that's why I was – this year I was so excited to watch the Cavs. Um, and then the Indians this year, I mean – or this upcoming year. I mean, they're they're still going to be a team that I'm going to enjoy watching. Just – I mean, yeah, they got rid of Lindor, but, I mean, these young guys are going to be something to watch and something I'm excited for, so –
0: Speaking of the calves, we can hit on them real quick. They uh, they're at five hundred right now, five and five. They're giving they they've been banged up. You know, they they've actually had some injuries. Sexton's dealing with an ankle injury right now. Uh, Kevin Love, when's he not hurt? But uh, you know he he has a calf injury. He's gonna be out for a few weeks. Um, Darius Garland, Dolph Vadova, yet to make his season debut. I know Justin's probably just itching for him to get back on the court. Kevin Porter, I don't know when he's gonna get back on the floor.
2: Darius Garland.
0: Uh, Darius Garland and Dante Exum. You know, that's a lot of guys. So they've had to rely on some guys like Damian Dotson, Thon Maker coming in and and just trying to give them solid minutes. And last night, Cavs lost to the Milwaukee Bucks, who didn't have Giannis, but Andre Drummond had a great game, 26 points, 24 rebounds. Are you kidding me? That's Shaquille O'Neal-like numbers. And so um, Cavs are gritty. They're going to fight. You can't deny that. They're going to fight. And sometimes it gets out of hand because they just don't have the same kind of talent as some other teams. But sometimes their, their grittiness and they, their toughness could get them some wins. And so, you know, they play Memphis tomorrow night. No John Moran again. So they have a shot at home to beat Memphis. Uh, they beat Memphis on, was it Friday? Yep. Friday and know, so Me- yeah. Friday. On the road. So, hey, you know, if they can just rely on some guys right now and if they can get some healthy, you know, get healthy again, you never know what could happen. But I, I still think they do, they're not going to make the playoffs. If they do, it'll be like that nine or ten
2: spot That's what I said. in the yeah. play-in.
0: But okay, even if even if in the miracle they'd win and get into the eighth seed or whatever, they're not going to go very far. But
2: you know, no, but a but a playoff spot compared to last year being the second worst team in the NBA is a step up in improvement. Oh okay. yeah, absolutely, no doubt. And we're not looking to win the finals right now. Oh no, no, I don't
0: think anybody expects that. So no, it's all right. They're getting there. Ohio State basketball one, they beat Rutgers, coming off a, t- a really bad loss to Minnesota last Sunday. Uh, they didn't have a game Wednesday. Penn State has COVID issues, but they came out yesterday, and they, they beat a good Rutgers team, top 15
2: Kentucky team basketball. in the country. Kentucky basketball one, beat Florida. I don't do
1: that very often anymore.
2: And handled them, five and five. Yeah, They've actually – they're on a win, winning streak. Kentucky is.
1: After this the is losing part.
2: streak. I look at it as from watching – Kentucky basketball since John wall and DeMarcus Cousins this is probably their least talented team they've had in in my time of watching them um but I don't know I haven't tuned into an Ohio State basketball game yet. they well, I was Ohio State when you watch them they don't have like a true big man like
0: they don't have a seven footer running around. They have a bunch of a little bit undersized power forward builds that that are tough they rebound Kyle Young's a just a ferocious player. E.J. Liddell's looking like he's going to be one of the like all, all team first, all first team or all second team in the Big Ten. He's averaging almost a double double every game, and only six foot six playing the center position. You know what I mean? I mean that's that's pretty impressive. Charles Barkley, and uh, you know, Tucker. P.J. Tuckerish,
2: Type beat.
0: Type beat. Oh, well. You know, their backcourt, they're a little thin right now. They've had some injuries. Uh, C.J. Walker, their senior point guard, he's out for a while. He had a torn ligament in his hand that he was trying to play through, but now I guess the pain got too bad, so he's out for a while. So they're relying on guys, you know, Dwayne Washington, you know, an experienced guard. Michi Johnson made his debut yesterday for the Buckeyes. And so, you know, they're, they're scrapping. They have some of those grad transfers, though. Justice, Justice Suing, I think that's his name uh justin out Al- justin aarons i think aarons or aarons you know there's a white guy coming off the bench and uh yeah sh- shooter and uh they also have a guy crap what's his name he's from harvard Forget his name off the top of my head anyway just another experienced guy that's from ohio so they have a team that, you know, I don't think they'll win the Big Ten, but they they can give some teams some issues, especially they're a streaky shooting team. They have nights where they're really shooting the ball well, and some, ga- some games where they're ice cold. So you never know with them. They're a wild card kind of team. Anyway, uh, one last topic before maybe the end of our episode. I don't know. It depends on what you want to talk. I know it's game day. I know you're ready to watch some football, and Justin's ready to lose $5. But uh, tomorrow night, is the national championship game in college football? And of course our buckeyes. Oh, I was so happy to shut Dabo Sweeney up. My goodness. That man needed a slap upside the head. And boy, did Ryan Day and Justin Fields and Trey Sermon and all those guys. They they took a they took him behind the woodshed. And uh, they took care of business against Clemson. Satisfying win. But now they get to take on the Bill Belichick of college football, the God himself, Nick Sabin in the Crimson Tide of Alabama. How are you guys feeling about Ohio State's chances tomorrow night?
1: Well, I'm more confident in them than the Browns. I will say that. And here's another thing. Uh, When we started the season and – Steve, you enjoying that water over there? (laughs) Uh, After that loss to Clemson last year, all I could think about is – Let's run it back. Let's let's play Clemson again. I, we just want to beat the brakes off of them like we did. So win, lose, win or lose, I guess. Uh, looking back on the season, I will say this is a success. We did what we set out to do. Justin Fields guys revenge against Clemson. But this Alabama team is a whole different animal. They got so many weapons, quarterback that's playing great, uh, some NFL guys on defense. I don't know. It's going to be tough for sure but I do know if we play anything like we did against Clemson, we'll still have a shot out there. We, I honestly do think we'll be able to run the ball with Trey Sermon. He's He's been a late bloomer for us. He's probably playing his way into a, a later round draft slot. Um, and Justin Fields was on a whole nother level that last game, and he might be playing into the number two overall pick, um, depending on what happens. But Or number one. Hey, maybe. Maybe Urban Meyer hey, takes that job in If Jacksonville, Jacksonville
0: hires Urban Meyer, I just Look, I think Trevor Lawrence is the best quarterback, and I'm going to say this as well. Trevor Lawrence is a good quarterback, no doubt, but these comparisons to being the best prospects, and it's John Elway and Dan Marino, let's calm down, people. Trevor Lawrence is good, and he may be a good starting quarterback, but give me a break with this Hall of Fame comparison. Man hasn't even taken a snap yet in the NFL, but you never know. I mean, with urban meyer big ohio state guy you never know and if justin fields has another really good game against alabama i'm willing as a gm to evaluate his performances against alabama and clemson than i am against northwestern and indiana no disrespect to those other teams but we all understand the level of competition that those two teams bring and i'm willing to see him play against the best instead of having some tough games at times against some big 10 teams but i'm sorry justin go ahead
1: I was pretty much wrapping it up, but yeah, to your point, um, didn't they make comparisons like that about Ryan leaf back in the day? And then, you know, we saw what played out with them. We've seen all these people be so high on Sam Darnold. Obviously, um, maybe we don't know everything he can do yet, but so far it hasn't panned out like that, but yeah, you're right. If, if Justin Fields is on, uh, plays like he did against Clemson, he, and in addition to him just throwing the ball, well, he played with so much toughness, um, you saw he got hurt, went out for a play, came back in, threw a dime in the end zone. Uh, you could tell he was in pain every time he was throwing the football. Then he threw two 60 yard touchdowns down the field. Um, incredible performance.
0: Yeah, to two you know, Alabama. I'm not gonna deny that you know, Devontae Smith, Heisman Trophy winner. I mean, the dude is is really good, and our secondary's really not. And uh, Najee Harris, he's an animal in that backfield. Mac Jones has been really accurate. He's just, uh, you know, he's, he's a good quarterback. I'm surprised he's not higher on some people's draft boards. But the thing I would say, watching Notre Dame play Alabama, and Notre Dame was clearly outmatched, but at times when they had success, it was when they slowed the game down, they ran the football, they won the line of scrimmage, and they weren't trying to – match big play with big play because I don't think that's really how you beat Alabama I know Ole Miss gave him a heck heck of a shot earlier on in the year but really you you got to slow things down and you got to got to keep their offense off the sideline I think Alabama's defense are good but Alabama's defense is not I don't think is the best that we've seen from Nick Saban's years you know they have some vulnerabilities at some spots in Ohio State's offensive line they've played really well the past few games and Trey Sermon's playing out of his mind he's really come on lately and with all their receivers back, if they can slow the game down a little bit, not and protect Justin Fields, you can't let him have too many unnecessary shots. I think they can do it. I think they can. But you're right though about the Clemson thing. I, I'm just glad they they shut him up. And I, I look, I want to see him win a national title every year. But the fact that we are at least able to get there through a COVID year, through all those you know setbacks and whatnot. Proving some people wrong who thought Ohio State didn't deserve to get in the playoff at, from the start, I'm glad to see that we at least made it to the title game. But I think they can beat Alabama. I don't know about you, but Chad. I don't know if you have anything to say.
2: Nothing much, really. You guys, you guys covered mostly all of it. So,
0: all right. Never know. Justin Fields versus Mac Jones. Trey Sermon versus Najee Harris. Jalen Waddle. And Jalen Waddle might be back for Alabama, but he and Devonte Smith. You know, people are going to talk about how good Alabama's receivers are. i tell you what, Ohio State's wide receivers, whew, I'd take them. And, and I, I think they're just as good. Chris Olave, Garrett Wilson, Jackson Smith, the Jigba, Jamison Williams. The tight ends showed up.
1: Big Ruck. Jeremy Ruck. Rock.
0: Our defensive line was able to get some pressure on Lawrence. They can yep. do that against Mac Jones because Mac Jones is not – clearly is not as athletic as Trevor Lawrence is outside the pocket. And so – you never know, you know Alabama. They like to play a pro style game, and uh, you know it's going to be conflicting styles. I think a little bit, but we can do it. I have faith. So, is there anything else you guys want to talk about? Mm. How about this? How about this? Real quicks, we'll go real quick. Ravens Titans score prediction. Go. Oh.
2: Put me on the
1: spot. Well, I'm getting three points, so but I do think the Titans will win outright, so I will go 28 24
2: Titans. Yeah, go ahead. I'll go, uh, I'll probably go 31 24 Ravens. Ready for this one, Justin?
0: I know I said earlier on. I've thought about it a little more, though. I said Ravens win about eight eight to 10 points. 37 23, Baltimore with a two touchdown win over the Titans. All
1: right. You can write so, that on that $5 bill when you
0: hand it to me. Go ahead. Hey, hey, you know, if I'm wrong, go right ahead. I don't care. Next game, Bears Saints score. Go.
2: Um, uh, I think it'll be a low scoring game.
1: I, I agree. That's I'm insane. going to
2: probably 25 14. Saints. Five? Yeah. Mix it up a little bit. I'll go 20...
1: 25. I'll go 24- 16. Mix it up a little bit.
0: I think it'll be closer than people think, but I'm going to go 27- 21. 27-21. Give me the Saints. Fourth quarter, touchdown. puts in my head? Bears fight hard. They fall short. And then I'm going to start with Chad on this one. I want to hear your objective, non-bias score prediction on the Browns Steelers.
2: Shoot. Ugh. All right. With everything in line, I don't. I don't think it's going to be a blowout. However, I'll go thirty-one twenty-four Steelers. Justin, go right
0: ahead. Give me your score. Come on.
1: All right. Do you want realistic or optimistic?
0: Realistic. Whatever you want. Realistic.
1: Realistic. 21-20 Browns.
0: Yeah. All right. And you know what? It's going to happen. There's going to be a party in Cleveland tonight. It's going to be 26 to 24. We're going to be down one point. We're going to get a turnover. Pittsburgh's going to be in our territory. We're going to force a turnover. Somebody that's not a big name in our defense is going to make a turnover. MJ stewart you know what I mean? And Baker Mayfield's going to come onto the field. We're down one point. We're going to have one timeout remaining. Alex Van Pelt's going to draw up a, a, a crazy play. We're going to get a, a big play down the field. And Cody Parkey is going to face his fears of the double doink. He remembers two years ago the wild card game against the Eagles where he double doinked to cost the Bears and win over the Eagles. He's going to get his revenge on the goalpost, and he's going to win us with a 43-yard field goal to send us to the wild card, send us to the divisional round against the Kansas City Chiefs, 26-24. The Browns go on the road. The first time since 2003 they're going to beat the Steelers.
1: You lost me on that. If the game comes down to Cody Parkey, we're going to lose. I'm nope, sorry. I have
0: faith in Cody Parkey. I have faith. Parkey's going to do it. The only way that you have – the only way – you you can be overcome your fears as you have to face them straight up. You can't just avoid them. You have to overcome by facing them straight up. He's going to face the double doink of the goalpost and he's going to win. He's going to win us. A, he win us a game with a field goal
2: until he misses three PATs tonight. So
0: no, no. I don't want to hear that. I don't want to hear that. He's going to win us a game with a game winning field goal from about forty three yards.
2: You heard it here. You heard it here. Game winning forty parky. And Cody
0: Parkey will have a statue in Cleveland. Because okay. He beat the All Steelers right. <laughs> that. With a 43-yard field goal.
1: That's where we end it. Don't put a statue of Baker or Nick <laughs> Chubb. Cody Parkey.
0: Parkey. He's going to win us a football game. We
1: don't even have a statue of
0: Bernie We Win us a football game, and next week we're going to get Stefanski back. We're going to get Petonio back. We're going to get Denzel Ward and Kevin Johnson
2: back. So that's an automatic win against the Chiefs, then, right?
0: Yes, we're going to be <laughs> yeah, about it. We're going to be almost as full. Well, other than Vernon, we're going to be at full strength, and we're going to take on the Kansas City Chiefs. You heard it here.
2: Core prediction:
1: Kansas City Chiefs.
0: Not worried about that. We're going to beat the Steelers uh, first. I want to beat the f- Steelers 50 first. Fifty
1: to fourteen, Chiefs.
0: I'm going to. I'm going to. <laughs> can we just beat the Steelers first? That's what I care
1: about. I thought that was a foregone conclusion.
0: Not foregone. I respect Pittsburgh's talent, but Brown's going to do it.
1: Uh, as far as I'm concerned, Pittsburgh lost this game when Juju started running his mouth.
0: And I hope – and you know what? I don't even care if we lose another corner. Can somebody please knock him on his ass? You know what,
1: Cindeo, you I got knocked on his get ass. get ejected one. out of the game. I don't care.
0: I'm the who's mouth. the guy from the Bengals that hit him hard? Von Von Bell. Von Bell. Von okay. Bell. Okay. No. Can we just – Oh, this year? Yeah.
1: Yeah, this year. Oh, let's find let's find for one. Yeah, that's minute. what I was gonna say. Vontes, <laughs> <'cause
2: can> we, <laughs> He's like
1: can banned we, from
0: the NFL, bro. <laughs> Von, can, Cincinnati, can we borrow Von Bell for a game that way he can knock Juju down again, please? Oh, I hope so. And I hope we stay healthy. We can't afford another injury on the offensive line. You know, or, you know what I mean, or another injury in that secondary.
2: I mean, we, if we lose another injury in the secondary, there's no there's there's no difference. I mean, we're still.
0: They're still ass, so. But they're going to make some plays. Somebody is going to make a play tonight that we don't think of all the time. Someone like a Tavier Thomas, an MJ Stewart, an Anderson and Somebody's going to make a play. Cody Parkey. Cody Parkey. Oh, defensively, sorry. Cody Parkey is going to make <laughs> us a play. Strap
1: up the pants. Cody, hey, if we kept getting injuries. <laughs> Yeah, you for know,
0: real. They, they might send Stump Mitchell out there to play corner if you keep that mm-hmm. up. So Jim Brown, suit up. Jim Brown, yeah.
1: I know you're in the the,
0: the stadium. Yeah, somewhere.
1: Uh, D okay. Haslam,
0: strap on the pads.
1: Our, our secondary at this point, man. It's it's as bad as Cam Newton played quarterback this year.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Dude is straight ass flakes.
2: Stop, bro. I don't, okay. I'm gonna end the episode right here and we, we can end it, but I don't understand why. Cam Newton receives so much hate in the league. It's bad. Maybe it's just, night.
1: See you later. Go maybe, Browns. Maybe it's, playoff. Let's do it, a, baby. maybe it's just because
2: I'm a Cam Newton fan and you guys like to hate on me, but I don't understand why Cam Newton receives so much hate in the NFL. The he's guy's not terrible. Good. He's, he's not good. terrible. We'll see you all next
0: time. Thank